Hello, my name is Ashley Peterson. I'm the social media editor for The Uproar, and you are listening to Uproar Radio on 88.5 FM WCUG. Electric City Cafe is a WCUG virtual concert experience that debuted in November 2020. Now it's back, with Volume 2 of ECC to debut in Spring 2021. Matt Rohr is not only the former producer of Uproar Radio, along with being the operations director of WCUG, he's also one of the creative minds behind ECC. Matt took some time to tell me a little bit more about Volume 2 and how it came to be in the first place. First of all... What is Electric City Cafe? Okay, I'll keep it cliff notes to, you know, not kill anyone. But what this is, is like kind of like a brainchild of staff so far back where we were like, you know, Columbus has music festivals and music gatherings and stuff, um, but we don't have anything that's so like traditionally music festival. It's usually very family oriented, but what we want to do is kind of have something that CSU students can go to and enjoy. Um, that isn't just country music or just like, you know, family bands and stuff like that. So we were planning a music festival for 2020 and that year fell apart. So our former marketing director, Brittany Simpson, she was like, let's do a virtual concert. Now we're doing three virtual concerts and then we're going to do a music festival, hopefully in 2022 kind of encapsulate what I was just saying. It's basically an initiative to bring local artists to the forefront in Columbus and give them a platform because they're so important and deserve so much love. What was the thought process behind making it a virtual experience? Obviously, that was a necessity, but what were the conversations like around creating that product? Yeah, um, so after we found out we're not coming back in April. We kind of just tabled it. We were like, let's just see what happens um, in the fall. Like, cause no one knew how serious COVID was going to be. And so uh, we kind of tabled it. And then over the summer, Brittany, she emailed me or texted me and she was like, I kind of want to do something with Schwab. Like we were going to team up with Schwab to be collaborative. But then we were like, you know, that might be difficult because they, study music and are doing other things and we didn't want to interrupt their flow and then we were like well we've interviewed a lot of local artists so it just kind of just kept falling into place like we had these connections already which is something I'm proud of that WCUG does is connects to the community and has these avenues and contacts. And can you tell us a little bit about those artists? Um, You know, you had the debut of this uh, ECC last year, I believe, Mm -hmm. and to now. uh, What has it been like working with those artists, and what are some of those artists that you have worked with? Last semester, we had two artists. We had a duo of CSU students called Internet Cafe. We always have, you know, one or two acts and then a headliner, as we refer to it. Uh, And last semester, that was Emily Hurd and... She's just a mutual friend through people that I had. And then I met her at a gym randomly, like we were working out and she was like, oh yeah, I know these people. And so we became friends and she's absolutely talented. And um, this semester we had the Normas, which is actually one of our employees here at WCUG, our marketing director. And then we had a band, which is some students, kids with matches. And then we had our headliner, Rhea 706, who I interviewed two years ago. And they just all are great, 
talented people um, that are so willing to just kind of jam and have fun. Right. And how has that changed uh, from the first time to now, the process? And, you know, what have you learned since the first time? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything. Last semester, we were trying to do shoot for October and we had a horrible time with scheduling. It took us a month to get the space scheduled. And then we were like, we're going to start set up at three and start the performance at four. We didn't start recording or anything until 6 p.m. and we didn't leave till midnight. So we flew way past what we needed. We were concerned to the artists was like we're unprofessional and stuff. And um, we were just trying to ensure that they know it was growing pains. Like it was our very first time. And this semester we put a call out for a crew, CSU students, um, which I hate asking people to do things for free, but it's also good set experience. And we had 13-ish people interested in helping us so it went from three people to 13 people and i could not be any more grateful i was so emotional when we were done filming because that i kept telling them i don't know if they know this how much it means to me is this music thing's been my brainchild for so long and then britney came through and it just it grew and it's beautiful so we learned get help don't be afraid to ask for help and plan everything for sure what is it going to look like this time you know i mean what are the actual visual structural changes uh that we can expect from this version of ecc so last semester um we kind of just filmed in one spot we didn't move any spots um the lighting the setup was relatively simple this time we built some stuff like we went to home depot and built some stuff we got our set designer vn borg she made 400 paper cranes by hand her and her friends and so you're, it's gonna be it's still gonna be simple that's what we wanted we wanted it to be as simple as possible but we also wanted it to feel creative and we were lucky enough to be able to use the bo bartlett center and if you've been in the bo bartlett center that main area that's just so beautiful it just provides natural light and the aura, the energy that that center of the space has, I think people are going to feel it through the performances. The previous ECC had the headliner bookend the other performances, playing at the beginning and end of the show. This time, viewers can expect something different. Like you were saying was we did our main person and then we did the middle people and then main person again. This time we're just going through the acts. So it'll be our first act, our second act and then our main act. Because we had a crew, we were able to have a little more dynamic camera shots. Before we only had three or four cameras. Now we have like a camera that pushes in and pushes out. So it's feeling a little more professional um, in terms of how it's set up. And so I'm excited to see where it goes next semester. And what would you like to see happen next semester? I know you may be moving on from WCUG, but what would you like to see it grow into? I, I want to see it... Um, continuing to serve the local artists that are here because there's a narrative that you know you have to go to Atlanta to be you know successful which you know can be true but what we want to do is create a hub for these local artists to have a platform and um, I want to see ECC continue to do that next semester but I also want to see it grow just a little bit more to kind of prepare us for this music festival to get people more excited to be like hey, like these people know what they're doing. They're getting great music and just continuing to be a beautiful 
platform and using the local spaces that we have available and the staff that's going to be here that's currently here that will be here next semester uh i can't even express how proud i am of the work that they're putting in and and i always tell them like i feel so bossy like you know saying things and stuff but um they're so patient and um i have so much love for everything that we're doing and you kind of touched on this earlier, but why do you think it's important for Columbus, Georgia to have a music festival like this, especially if using local talent? Our current music festivals tend to be uh, country more so, more folk, and less uh, R&B and less you know, hip hop or regular pop and stuff like that. And so we want to be able to provide new music atmospheres. Um, and use kind of the CSU population as our main driving force. Because because Columbus is a little more family-oriented, it's harder to market the hip-hop, the R&B, and the pop to them because people are going to want to bring their kids. And we also don't want to limit the local artists to, to be so PG because we want to be able to have this new atmosphere and create a new bubble that people can go if that's like their type of music. And I'd just like to know, is there a particular reasoning behind the name Electric City Cafe? Obviously, Columbus is kind of known as Electric City, but how did that come about? Yeah, um, I was actually really good friends with JC Jenkins. She's in charge of uh, Electric City Life. I've heard her speech so many times that I can almost recite it because she does it so well. But back in the 1900s, somewhere in that century, Columbus was growing so rapidly and it got the nickname Electric City. And um, I know we're now currently known as Fountain City, but we wanted to kind of be edgy, kind of be cool. So we're like, let's also use that name. So I reached out to JC. I was like, can we use this name for a festival? And she was like, go for it. I don't own the name. And so it's just our way to kind of, I love history. So pay uh, homage to history but also be kind of edgy. There's so many designs you can do with Electric City. It'd be cool. Absolutely. And where can people access this? And will it be available after the initial airing? Yeah. So we post on our three platforms. We post on YouTube, Instagram TV, and Facebook Watch, um, just to get all the different platforms out of the way. But our main push is always on Instagram. But of course, YouTube's also a format that everyone watches videos on. So, What are those accounts? Um, if you just type in Cougar Radio or WCUG Cougar Radio or 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio, you can find it. Is there anything else that you just want people to know about Electric City Cafe or about WCUG? I would say that um, I hope that you find the time to be able to support it because there's so many people that are putting up so much of their time especially during final seasons coming up they're putting love into it and they're putting their their care into it and um i hope that comes through and that people appreciate that and that people continue to support us as we continue to create more content and when does it air uh friday april 30th at 7 p.m is what we're shooting for Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I think this is going to be a really awesome project for the city of Columbus. Uh, thank you so much. It means so much. No problem. Thank you to Matt Rohr for joining us to give a little insight into Electric City Cafe Volume 2. ECC will be debuting on WCUG Cougar Radio's Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook Live. 
Thanks again for listening to this episode of Uproar Radio. We hope you'll join us again next Monday at noon. We did, we did. it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so weird to be on this side. Like you said, like, I'm like, did I say it? You know? Yeah. Oh. For more information about the Uproar, you can visit our social media handles, Uproar CSU on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uproar Radio is produced in cooperation with the student staff of WCUG Radio and the CSU Department of Communication. Thank you to Department Chair Dr. Dana Gibson and WCG Faculty Advisor Dr. Bruce Getz and to Uproar Faculty Advisor Joe Miller. Engineer for this episode is Sho Irakawa. You can listen to our show and more online by searching for our call letters, WCUG. I'm Ashley Peterson. Stay curious. And you've been listening to Uproar Radio. Uproar Radio.